All right, well, it's uh, an historic day in the NBA, uh, to say the least. And we'll have a bit of a different ATO show today as well. Uh, we're, we're planning on doing, like, Uncut Gems 3 and discussing the Sixers and Raptors series. But uh, history has a way of laying plans to waste. Uh, so we have a longtime friend of the show, Zaire. He, he, we, he and I had been talking about, uh, like, a potential NBA boycott. But now that it has become a reality, uh, we had to have him on. And we got LP and Efren here as well. And really, like the NBA and the players' union will characterize this differently. It's better classified um, as a wildcat strike, given that there's a clear no-strike provision in the CBA for uh, NBA players to engage in any sort of uh, work stoppage. But uh, with that said, um, anyway, uh, it's been it's been a long time, Zaire. How are you doing? Man, you know, life is um, really tricky at times, and you go through your ups and downs. I have battled through lots of things over the past year and a half, but you know what I'm saying? We're still here. Everything's great. You know, um, I got zero things to complain about, but I uh, just definitely wanted to be a part of this discussion because I feel like there's a lot of things that are kind of misunderstood. And um, I feel like I can offer some ideas and some um i think also the conversation is just necessary too uh that p- for people to have uh we all have to learn we all have to grow at our own paces you know what i'm saying um but yeah i'm, I'm just glad to be on here right now cool so I'll, I'll try to summarize like what's been happening uh and the news is like flying fast and furious now and certainly this will be outdated by the time this airs recording <laughs> this sport on wednesday night um but yeah, like in the spring, we had heard that there was some internal debate about like not showing up to the bubble because of the militant response to the murder of George Floyd. Um, but like doing this before the second round of the NBA playoffs uh, is possibly even like more significant. And and really, this kind of vindicates um, Kyrie Irving. Uh, but th- this is coming on the heels of uh, now the, the police shooting of Jacob Blake um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, and then. Uh, yesterday we we saw like the 17 year old uh lucky and i were talking before we started recording uh uh, it's not a good look for zoomers uh gunning he gunned down some protesters on tuesday evening Uh, yesterday we also heard fred van vliet and jalen brown talking about the possibility of sitting out games Uh, this was on tuesday yeah Uh, on the celtics and raptors had like a couple meetings and then on wednesday of course the bucks did not show up for um their playoff matchup there won't be any games uh, Wednesday night, and at this point, it's it's totally unclear if and when the NBA playoffs will resume. I'm, I'm hearing that like Bucks players are talking with ownership to try and put uh, pressure on the Wisconsin Attorney General. Uh, but uh, it's, it's an old saying, but it's true. But uh, direct action does get the goods. All right, let's have let's have a discussion here. Uh, what are our, what are our thoughts on this matter? What is the ATO show's position? Well, I can't speak for the ATO show, but I think that a um, financial financial hit always, you know, gets the attention of people. And that was a very uh, valuable tactic that Martin Luther King used to use back in the day. A lot of people only know his I have a dream speech, but 
he often planned in the organizations that he worked with when they protested, they protested businesses. You know what I'm saying? When it came to um, ending um, the lack of like, like if black people weren't getting opportunities to work in stores that they shopped in, he said, okay, we will protest and we will, we will boycott these stores. And he took it to like the highest level. Cause you know, chain stores have like a, it's a chain. Like you got the low level stores, you got the high level um, company that owns it. And so he, will find the uh, companies that 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 stock the shelves with their products and he'll say okay we won't buy these products until we can work in these stores and that type of thing so um, when you hit um, when you hit people in their pocket they start paying attention more so so I think that this is a start and it's a, a strong start yeah I'm glad you brought that up Zaire um, in, in order to figure out what to do uh, you have to study history. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think the NBA players, like, deserve our support as, as you know, we are, like, consumers of uh, their product. And I'm seeing, like, a lot of division on Twitter uh, right now. But I think the NBA players deserve our support. It's kind of brave um, what they are doing. Um, I have no idea what's going to come of this. I, I You know, they're trying to put pressure, apparently, on the owners who have connections to uh, these businesses and politicians. Um, I, what, what do we see coming out of this? I know it's kind of hard to predict at this moment. I think that the uh, a big part of this was that they wanted to have their message, you know, spread out. And honestly, I think we were forgetting the message. And it took somebody being shot seven times in the back for this to happen. I think this this is kind of sobering and reminds us that, hey, we're not here just to play basketball. We're, we need to have this message spread. And I think that's what's going to come out of this. I think that this is that that's going to be kind of the what they agree with is we need to up our our stake in spreading that message instead of just putting Black Lives Matter on the court and names on the back of the jersey. I think that we're going to see a lot more of PSAs. We're going to see a lot more of things of that nature because honestly they weren't doing enough they was kind of just like a band-aid on a on their shitty you know put together bubble basketball so I, honestly there's that there's going to be something there has to be something tangible or else this is for not and we're all they're going to keep doing it and i say keep doing it until you get something let, let me let me cut in on that real quick because i i will say this i'm not going to say they're not it's not making an impact and they're not doing enough. I mean, I think we want results right now. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like, shoot, I would love to have results right now, but being a person that understands, like I said, I understand history. This stuff is not new. Like these, these lynchings pretty much have been happening since we got here. Um, so Yes, we want results now, but at the same time, the fact like these these athletes are going out here, they're saying things, the league, the league is saying things. And I think that that's a plus. And the fact that another shooting happened doesn't mean it's not working. Um, it just means that you still got hateful people out here. You still got hateful institutions out here. Um I don't want these guys and I don't want the NBA to get discouraged and be like, oh well, we tried it. Oh well, you know, let's let's move on. Nah, like keep doing it. Because it's gonna, it may take, it may take a decade, and we don't want to wait a decade. But shoot, that's that's what happens, man. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're in the midst of a war, which this is a war, you know, like like it or not, this is a war. Uh, there are some people that feel like you know we're gonna 
treat people less than human and we have to combat that. So it may take five months. It may take five years. It may take two decades. I don't know, but the, the fight has to continue to go on. And these athletes need to continue to voice their, their views, need to continue to stand up because that's the problem. We did stand up once upon a time. And once we got whipped for it, we, we backed off and we just accepted the money. You know what I'm saying? You could think about the 1968 Olympics and, and, and the uh, protest that happened there. And those guys got penalized for that. And that made a lot of athletes go, you know what? We're not going to do that anymore. We'll just, you know, be quiet and get paid. Um, you know, Muhammad Ali lost time from his career because he took a stand. And so people said, you know what, that's nice of him to do that, but we're going to just be quiet and get paid. And that's what happened. And, and over the years, while people want to act like it didn't happen that way. Yeah. There were a lot of black athletes that didn't say anything, uh, that continued to, to just play ball and made their money. Meanwhile, we had people getting killed by the police. We had our communities getting bombed. And it, the, the difference was it wasn't on the Internet. It wasn't on our cell phones because we didn't have any. You know what I'm saying? So now it's in our face. We can't escape it. And so I say, you know, continue to fight, continue to continue to stand for what you believe in. And also another thing, and I, I'm sorry for hijacking everything, but another thing I think that needs to happen too, like I saw the um, on TNT how, you know, Shaq and Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith, and they were all talking about it. Um, we can't just say, oh, players figure it, figure it out. You know, they're being activists right now. They're standing for something, but I think... I mean, Shaquille O'Neal, he's an older guy. He should be leading the charge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's like, like, like and I'm not knocking, maybe he is leading the charge, but I think there's people that's just looking at these players going, all right, y'all, what's next? What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? And it's like, it's not just all on them. You know, the NBA has yeah, power. It's, it's not their responsibility to like fix racism. Like they're doing it the, the most they can, which is not playing basketball to, you know, to consider and like, you know, all yeah, they have it, is their labor, so they're trying to remove that, and I and I respect it. Yeah. And I support it. I yeah, just hope it, I don't. I don't know if it's enough. Maybe a general strike. Um, like I mean, shit. They're using you know state funds or you know town city funds to kill people. Like so, mm -hmm. I don't know. We gotta take the funds away. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think they demonstrate their power today um just just by yeah. withholding their labor and kind of forcing this work stoppage and we've seen ownership who is presumably totally opposed to this kind of tiptoeing around the issue and just kind of you know issuing statements of support no one really wants to acknowledge that uh, this is a strike because uh they'll they'll piss off the players and there's like severe penalties um for uh such actions in the cba um, and they do not want to uh, to have the players turn against the NBA um, as an organization. Um, so, like, insofar as this, you know, only raises awareness, I don't think you can expect anything to change uh, by, you know, working with ownership or working against ownership by forcing their hand. Um, and they are among the most powerful people in this country. Like okay, maybe maybe you can get somewhere um, in, in limited areas, but I, you know I think a lot of the discussion that came out of criticism of like the the eight can't wait campaign 
um, and and how uh, the, you know there was kind of a, a resolution that uh, uh, amongst uh, lots of activists in this country that uh, what really actually needs to happen is not putting money more money into the police, but actually defunding them um, is is really the only way uh, to end uh, or not end, but uh, to reduce uh, police violence. Um, but I mean, if, even if, I mean, will the capitalist class even allow for that? The police demonstrated their usefulness uh, in the George Floyd protests. So, you know, I, I don't know where this goes. I, I do think the players have power. I think they demonstrated today. We also have to remember that like in the bubble, there's, I don't know how many, like tens of, mil of billions of dollars of worth of guaranteed contracts in there. Like these players are rich as hell. They can, they can do a lot with their money, um, <laughs> a, a hell of a lot. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of this. It really seems all up in the air right now. I hope that uh, that they 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 choose a a, a path of um, of uh, no quarter, <laughs> all militancy. Um, because uh, I don't know this uh, not only this country but the the world it's uh, it's feeling pretty dire at this uh, stage. Um, and also, I think now would be a good time to uh, just say shout out to Jalen Brown. I think he's been uh, a really good voice to see, and it's awesome that he's on the team that I like. Also, but you know, <laughs> really, he's just saying everything uh, everything right, and and uh, I think he. I mean, he believes it, and he does. He's been doing everything, like organizing, you know, the protest before the bubble and all that stuff. So, yeah, more more opportunity for Jalen Brown to speak is always good. And you know, another thing I think that's going on, and Matthew, I think like uh, maybe this time, I think maybe February last year, we had a discussion that was probably like the last time I was on an episode where we talked about like how the media talks about black black basketball players and i mean this stuff continues to go on and i think that really affects um it affects our cause you know what i'm saying because there's this snarkiness and this nastiness man that i i just keep detecting uh for example like the celtics win the series right and all like every podcast that I tried to listen to to kind of like just hear this like glowing report about how great the Celtics played, I didn't get none of that. I just, I got people just killing Joel Embiid, and it, it's like okay, maybe he has the maybe they have the right to kill him. Okay, yeah, but it's like okay, everybody, every show. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like, it's just this nasty snarkiness, man. Like, like when it comes, when certain names come up, like Rondo, Whiteside, and you'll hear people just talk like these guys are just the trashiest people in the world. And they'll spend time on it, like forever. <laughs> and it's like, man, there's this, it's just this nastiness, man. And, and it just makes me kind of like go, ugh. And it's definitely racialized, too. <laughs> Yeah, because, I, like, think about this. I, I, maybe I need to listen to an NHL show. But is does that exist there in that in that culture, in that sport, or in a golf, um, on a golf podcast? Does that exist? Like, I, I listen to a lot of NBA shows, and it's just, like, just discrediting the black basketball player is just in vogue right now. And, and it doesn't matter who it is. It could be um, Isaiah Thomas from back in, you know, they played for the Pistons or like, it's just, 
is just nasty and they and they mask it. And and the crazy thing is like it starts with like the younger guys, but those younger guys turn into older guys. And and I see what it looks like when the older guys do it too. It's it's way nastier. You know what I'm saying? And it, it it's no different than the guys that that talked about Muhammad Ali back in the day. You know what I'm saying? They were young once upon a time and, and now they're older or dead, <laughs> but they're older in, in many cases and, and they have this nastiness where when these things happen to us as far as being attacked by the police, who cares? Cause you guys think you're you're all that anyway, or you guys, you know, you're selfish or you're this or you're that. And I don't know, it's just like it's like a it's like a a verbal lynching in a way man where it's just i don't know it just bothers me it doesn't seem to bother a lot of people because they just look at it as oh those guys are millionaires who cares but a lot of people look at black men through the eyes of like they they see they they look at black men like they see the celebrities they see the rappers they see the basketball players and those are the black men that they have access to on a regular basis and if you can trash them then you can shoot one of them guys down on the street that you don't know at all. Yeah, well said. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to rack my brain. Yeah, and, and I mean, sorry, I just think that's why it's important that the NBA players are doing this is because, like like Zaire said, there are there aren't that many you know people in the position to do it. So if you are in that position, even if, you know, skipping a game doesn't seem like much, but, you know, to a little kid who's not really understanding what's going on, now he has to ask the question, you know, why isn't basketball being played today? And, you know, that could be the first step in, in, in a bigger conversation that maybe wasn't being had. So I don't know. It, it, it is really important. It's I'm, I'm just really glad it's happening. have to have a conversation being like, you know, Beware of people in uniform. They're not going to protect you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah, I got I to gotta have that conversation like, it, no, with it, my kid. You know? like, what, like, the fucked up thing is, like, looking at that I mean, video of the, the guy that got shot by the militia child, uh, teenager, whatever the fuck. Um, and they're, like, they're holding this guy's head that just got shot in the head. And they're, like, call the police. And I'm, like, whoa. Are you? I mean, it, they're yeah, screaming because yeah. it's trauma. It's trauma, and that's what they're like. But it's like it's so fucked up, yeah. man. I, <laughs> yeah, I thought the kid like went to like go surrender to the police, and the police like just kept driving. Um, and then apparently there were like rumors that like they thanked him later. But um, anyway, yeah. um, getting back to uh, the issue at hand here. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see. I mean, this is like, uh, this has got to be like the the biggest moment in like American, and yeah, probably the biggest moment in American labor history that I can remember. I know, like, uh, uh, at least in my lifetime, um, uh, just because of uh, uh, the attention um, that it's getting. And uh, the the power that the players have, although I like I know like worldwide, like there was like, yeah, there's always yeah. like general strikes going on in like India, um, and, and such. But um, yeah, this, honestly, if, if this, this was baseball though, if if this was any other sport, it would be more monumental. But you know, as soon as these reports started coming out that the that the Bucks were talking about not playing, NBA just came out and said we're canceling all the games. Like like we're we're just not playing, and they came out right ahead and said it. Um, the NBA is kind of 
I think they're softening the blow a little bit by being, I mean, it is, they're the, the league that would do it, but if, if NFL players came out and said that they're not doing training camp tomorrow, that would well, be. And also like NHL, like I don't, I, I think NHL, like absolutely. people keep, I keep seeing on Twitter, like, you know, people saying like NHL is keeping it out and maybe it's not as obvious as like the NBA when they're putting like sayings on their back, but they still have like signage, like BLM mm-hmm. or Black Lives Matter all over. Like there were, you know, some, um, some players that were kneeling and it's like, they weren't, they have not been ignoring the subject. So if they, and that's another one, if they did, you know, do some kind of stoppage in solidarity, that would be, you know, interesting development and, you know, obviously supported. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was cool that the, the Brewers decided not to play. Um, I mean, that's a step, you know. They um, did. Okay. Because, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's great. When okay. I, when I heard that, that kind of stunned me because I know baseball is like the last to conform to everything, it seems. Uh, it's, so, it's such in a time warp. But, um, yeah, the Brewers decided not to play. Um, I'm not sure how many other teams are, are going to follow suit, if any. But, like I said, I just can't – I'm not going to minimize – the effort because as a person who has seen so much over the last 20 years, um, that has gone unreported that has gone un- under talk, you know, just not talked about as much, um, to see this step right here. Um, listen, I remember back in the day when the issue was going on in defer and, uh, there's a cash player named Ira Newble who made a big, um, he just really stood up and he was talking about protesting and, and, you know, standing up and, and tried to get everybody around the league to fight against the injustice. And do you know, like players around the league was just like, oh, I can't, you know, I work, for, I mean, I got a Nike contract and, and I can't do this and I can't do that, you know, and some of those players are actually still playing right now. Um, so it's good to see the growth it's good to see that once again, like this technology that we're kind of like slaves to in a way um, has forced us to say, you know what? I, I can't escape this anymore. I got to stand up and fight. And so progress is, is progress. And it might not be like we, we all want the problem to go away today. We all want it to go away today. But this problem has been built for centuries and it is hard to make a problem go away in one day. It is hard to make a problem go away in a year. Um, you know, hopefully we'll look back 30 years from now and we'll go, yo, we really we really stepped up as a people and we fixed this. But typically people don't work instantly, you know, and, and problems can change instantly, but people don't work instantly. People, It takes us a minute to just kind of decide what we're going to do. And I don't think there's just one way to fight this. I don't think there's just one way to solve this issue. Um, there are multiple ways and there are multiple issues to solve. It's not just police brutality. Police brutality is just a, it's a result of the racist institution that exists in this country. You know what I'm saying? So if we eradicate police brutality, we still got to deal with the fact that we're seen as less than human. You know what I'm saying? It, it was written in the law. You know, all of this stuff that we're suffering from today uh, was once legal where we couldn't read. And if you taught a black person how to read, you could be killed. You know, um, even 
the, the way the media portrays us, you have magazines. I remember in the early 2000s, hip hop magazines that featured a lot of black people. If you go into the office where the where the uh, reporters worked and the, the staff worked, most of the writers were not black. Most of the writers were white. And they put the images that they wanted to put in the magazines. And oftentimes those images were people that looked like they would rob you or people that looked like they would hurt you or ready to fight or violent or sex starved. And I'm like, yo, those people do exist. And it's not to say that they don't exist, but not all of us are like that. But those are the images that were chosen to be put in front of the eyes of America and sold on newsstands. So it's 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 a bigger problem like it's a bigger problem and we got to fix our our thought processes and it's going to take some time but in the midst of all that yes keep standing up keep fighting keep showing that hey we ain't taking this lion down we'll die for this freedom if we need to yeah i mean the only way 30 years from now we look back and say hey uh we, we solved the major problems <laughs> facing the world um is if uh, if, if uh, we get organized, uh, if the left gets organized, if uh, you know there's a resurgence in the workers' movement, um, that's that's really the the only way. Uh, if you look back through history, uh, that any sort of progress um, has been made by sticking your feet to the fire. Um, and <clears throat> I, you know, I I, I agree, Zaire, that uh, that police brutality is is really just kind of the the tip of the iceberg here, although it. It's, you know, state murders um, often are like the catalyst uh, for for uh, getting people out into the streets. I, I think I think the NBA players have have kind of lit a fuse here um, and it, I, it remains to be seen if they will go back and the playoffs will resume but a couple days from now, uh, a week from today uh, or what have you. Um, but well, as we all know. Uh, Rudy Gobert um, alerted the United States to COVID, and now they're also going to start a general strike. And you know, we're just going to follow the NBA. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah. My I, my uh, Twitter timeline is all just NBA stuff, but the news has been fire. Like, <laughs> I've been, like, been keeping track with everything, just following NBA writers. But yeah, uh, my guess is that the games are postponed tomorrow too. Uh, and the word that they're using is postponement. Um, there isn't. I haven't been hearing anything about cancellation or forfeiting. They're, they think that we're going to continue these playoffs the way that you know they were, you know, somewhat intended to be. But I guess as I mean, they're, I guess they, and they Celtics did, aren't playing. The NBA. I do want to say having a, also that governors on sorry, Thursday. Man. So you know, we'll we'll see we'll see what comes of that. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm interested in hearing a lot of the a lot of these public statements from the owners too, uh, in particular, uh, you know, <laughs> in particular James Dolan and uh, the DeVos family, and uh, and I would say they definitely have Dolan power in the sense that if like they, we the NBA doesn't have like a week to play around with to add to the schedule because they're yeah. already like pushing back the start of next season, so it's like this really has to happen for them. At least from their perspective. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the Celtics, it results in something. I don't know. Weren't the Celtics going to play games is. tomorrow before uh, other series were wrapped up? Like, it's crazy. This is a time crunch, and, you know, that makes it even a uh, even more pertinent, even more important that they're doing this. It's 
the, every game missed really is important. It's time missed. The time is money here, and they're in this bubble for who knows how long. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, keep it going. I remember what I was going to say. Um, black people are always at like the, the vanguard of any sort of social movements in America. That's why you're seeing this in the NBA, which is a what eighty percent black league. Um, so, uh, yeah, Sh- shout out to the NBA players. I, I I really didn't know if they they had it in them, but uh, clearly they do. Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap up in in a couple minutes here. I know Zaire, you got to get going. Um, do you have any more thoughts on uh, this work stoppage? What I would say is. Pay less attention to the people that are not on your side as far as their opinions. Um, I think we get too caught up on arguing with people that don't agree with us. We get too caught up on oh, calling them idiots and calling and just just getting like digging into the, the negative, you know, toxic behavior or whatever that people call it these days. Um, focus on your mission. Focus on what you're here to do. And if you're here to to create justice, if you're here to create opportunity for people who don't have that opportunity, focus on that and put all that you have on that. Because there are always going to be people that just don't understand. You got people who are good people. I have conversations with people. They're not bad people, but they just don't get it. Because they see things from a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? They see things from where they live. And they don't have an, a clue of what some a guy told me the other day, how he just doesn't get how people don't stand for the national anthem. I haven't stood for the national anthem for 20 years and and the, and I have my reason, but he doesn't get that reason. I'm like, yo, you've never lived in my community. You've never seen the things I've gone through. You live in the woods, you know, and there's plenty of Americans like I, I'm talking. You talk to, to, to some white Americans and they're progressive and whatever. But there are so many Americans that live among amongst themselves that just see what they see in their neighborhoods and they know what they're taught in their Mm -hmm. schools about history. You know what I'm saying? And they're only taught history from a white perspective. And, and, and that's like, it's just, that's what I'm saying. We got so many problems in this country from education. Um, basically, um, we have, we have prisons that are owned by businesses and you think a business owns a prison. You think they want it empty? No. So they set up laws a certain kind of way to get a certain kind of people in those prisons just to, I know we wrapping up but think about you get certain messages pumped to certain groups of people certain kinds of music say certain kinds of things and they know certain groups of people are listening to those messages you see what I'm saying so all of this stuff is tied in together because folks own um, the prisons and they own the media outlets and like all that stuff is kind of connected. And if they're not connected, they're not far, far from each other. So we got bigger problems um, that we got to talk about. Even if the police say today, okay, we're done killing you. You know, we still got these other problems. So let's focus on the um, multiple issues and let's do our work and let's not quit. Let's not get comfortable because people throw some money our way. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's what ends up happening all the time. They say, okay, here's some money. And then folks go, all right, we good now. And they move mm-hmm. on. Um, that's the deal. So focus on that. Oh, I mean, less on <clears throat> less on the hate, less on the people that don't agree with you. In in a lot of poor communities across this country, the the one way that they think they've solved um, 
you know, emerging economy would be to build a prison instead of like provide housing. We'll, we'll, we'll house you in a prison, but we're not going to house you in your own, in a place that you could call your home. Right. That's pretty much where <laughs> right. we're at. <laughs> well, you heard it here on the ATO show. Um, also, the Celtics dominated the Philadelphia Sixers. Sorry, yeah. Sixers. I thought you were the champions. Um, color me shocked. My bad. Maybe next year. No, they didn't go 76 and 6. We were wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard here on, on the ATO show. Uh, we got to get organized. We got to clean up this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know how you do that without uh, without a revolution. But uh, we'll we'll discuss that another day. But yo, hey, real quick, Matt. Um, it is something to be said about these Celtic players, especially like Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, um, yeah. and even j- just in general. When you look at the um, just the way these guys uh, compose themselves and, and the way that they represent themselves in this organization, the Celtics have such a, a deep history and um, just African-American history in general, even though people look at it as the white franchise because of all the great white players that have ever played for it. But, you know, when you look at the first NBA um, draft, you know, black person drafted in the NBA was by was the Celtics. Or you look at the first, um, or maybe it was like the first black player to play. I think that's what it was. A Celtic, uh, first black coach, a Celtic. You know what I'm saying? Casey Jones was a coach when it was rare for a black guy to be a coach in the NBA. So we've had a lot of... Um, a lot of progression with the Boston Celtics and these guys are continuing that and they're going to go down in history. Uh, people are going to remember these moments, you know, along with the fact that these guys are great players. They're going to go, you know what? They stood up when it was time to stand up. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing to see. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think Dallas is, is now the, the official white team of the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Kleba fever. All right. <laughs> All right. There was um, a joke to be made about Utah not not boycotting because it's the Utah <laughs> Jazz, but I I kind of do respect Don, Donovan Mitchell. He's he's he kind of cool at basketball, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw that shade at him, man. Too cool for them. Cool. So solidarity with the players, uh, especially um, our Boston Celtics, as well as the yep. Milwaukee Bucks, for really pulling the trigger on this. Um. And uh, thanks, thanks to everyone for listening. We don't know what's going to happen, uh, but we're glad it's happening. Um, special thanks to Zaire for making his uh, triumphant return. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The ATO show. We you, we need you on. Yeah. We need you on all the time, Zaire. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm gonna do my best to come back on more often. So many things going on in the world and in my life personally, but yeah, I just felt like, man, we had to discuss this because it's just you get a lot of people saying things out the side of their neck and they don't have a clue. So, you know, I appreciate you guys just taking time out to do this. Of course. All right. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. From all of us at the ATO show to you. And Efren, hit the music. Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on?